The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good takes. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> this is The Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Nicole. Thank Welcome. You, Thank you, mm-hmm. Zoom, for yet another little bit of, what is it, comedy, comedic relief? My brain's mashed potatoes. Well, I was going to say, you you say this every time about Zoom when you join. You've always got some sort of comment about, always. you know, is is it okay that we are accepting that we're being recorded? What happens if we don't accept or what? Like, you've always got some comment. And then it's usually followed up by mashed potato brains. Judgment, <laughs> judgment and then mashed potato brains. <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to say judgment. Um, I, I judge Zoom every time. I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So people are just like, oh, God, this joke again. Oh, it's sure. They love it. And they Let me bring my wine it. closer to me. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> it was, I had to stretch my arm too far. Uh, it was an awkward angle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, we're on the cusp of spring break right now. And mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain that my body continuously remembers the things that happened in my childhood and for some reason I feel like Friday of this week I have to get up extra super early and get in the car because we're gonna go somewhere I have nowhere to go I haven't had anywhere to go since I was in fucking high school like who right where are we going body where are we going (laughs) I don't even realize that it's a holiday because I work for myself. So it's not like there's, I don't know, my calendar marked off or like that I even recognize that my clients would have like a holiday. So today, one of the clients was saying, well, it'll be a nice little break before we meet again because we have Monday and Friday off. And I'm like, for what? It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, it makes me because- laugh every time. I just make my own schedule. A lot of the times I'm like, I don't even know what day it is, let alone that there's a holiday. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, I have no and I reached, yeah, I reached out to my mom and I was like, hey, it's Easter this weekend. Like, I don't really care if we do anything, but like, did you want to do something? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. I love Connie for that. She's yeah. Like, no, fuck that. Well, if you want to come to my mom's house, you can. We're going to do light well, hangs and dinner. If yeah. I mean, thank you for the invite. I actually was like, oh, wow, a free day? Yeah. yeah Holy free shit. Day free day, too. I've had this paint by numbers for months that oh, I haven't even started. And I'm like, yeah. oh, a free day. I might be able to do my paint by numbers. I can't. I can't wait to see it because it's a good one. It's like an adult version. It's not like. It, it's going to take some legitimate focus, which I'm excited yes. for. Yes. That's why I haven't even started it. The brushes like, are tiny. Like it's, I, it's, it's a big piece of paper. It, the spots are tiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it almost reminds me. Okay. So like the complexity of that. Did you remember the stained glass things that we got when we were little mm-hmm. and we'd have to paint the stained glass I'm using air quotes? Mm-hmm. Yes. It reminds me of that era. Because the stained glass was a little bit more complicated than the paint by numbers shit that I got. Yeah. 
Well, it is of a woman's silhouette with a cascade of flowers yes. from like a crown down her back. I mean, it's it's intricate for sure. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be beautiful. Sure I just is. need a, a non-interrupted day. So it'll be complete like 2026. <laughs> <laughs> or Easter. <laughs> Or Easter. <laughs> I feel like it's a little gratuitous to think you're going to be able to focus for the whole day to get that shit. It's a big canvas. No, I won't be able to do it the whole day. My, I'm almost 40. My back won't allow that. But <laughs> that's not. I was talking about your brain. Your back will be fine. But no, they'll both hurt. It'll be a bad, bad B&B situation. Brain and back. So. Um. The the worst part, though, is that I don't know what I want to do with this painting, like where I want to put it in my bedroom, like what wall I want to put it on. So I have nothing on the walls still for months. Yeah, I noticed that. Because I want it. I want to like. It's like my muse yeah. of sorts. I wasn't going to say anything like because I also don't have anything on the walls of my bedroom yet, because apparently we still need to do stuff in there to before. I don't know. All I know is that <laughs> I'm excited to see how this painting comes comes to fruition for you i'm sure it's too i have a vision i always have a vision of how my room is going like or whatever interior design thing that i'm working on um so it's gonna be grandiose it's just it's been a lot of build-up yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the execution i'm waiting for the floor is done in like mid-january yes. so two and a half months i've had blank walls it's okay like i said seth and i are slowly moving in and our bedroom still has not been decorated yet yeah you've been there much longer than me truth so my two months can't be too bad no it's not bad at all like i said you're good all righty are you ready for our hoe of history we are okay <laughs> you and the animals she just made her way up next to me, you know. My my foster buddy is in the chair behind me per huge. Love that foster buddy. So let me tell you the thought process of how I got to today's hoe of history. Yeah. <laughs> just so everybody knows, Nicole texted me, which is not unusual, but usually it's not like around excitement around the hoe. Right. Today, Nicole is excited about the hoe. I am. Because I was excited I am. last week and I got the reaction that I wanted. <laughs> so like, let's do it. <laughs> Over the weekend, I went to Daxton Hotel in Birmingham. Okay. And Daxton sounds expensive just right off the rip. It is. Okay. I put a picture on my Instagram of my purple drink, which oh, was yes, the purple drink. Yeah. Gin, Prosecco, etc. Um, You know, St. Germain, all my faves. And in Daxton Hotel is a restaurant called Madam. Oh. And for whatever reason, when thinking about who I wanted to uh, research for this week's episode, I couldn't like drop Madam out of my brain. And so it must have just been because I was at this place where they had a restaurant called Madam. Okay. And then... Today on the radio, there was a, a a guest or whoever, a woman on 
on uh, The Breakfast Club who was talking about how she did a movie about a madam, actually a Detroit madam. Mm -hmm. However, I didn't. That's not who I picked. Um, So anyway, enough, huh? I couldn't. Well, I couldn't find much. Um, And I I, I didn't catch the name of the madam. Oh, so that there's that. Um, Anyway, so the person that they had on the breakfast club, her name's um, Tammy, I think. Anyway, she does the Bonnet Chronicles. She used to be on reality TV. I think she was a basketball wife at one point. Hmm. She's an actress now. Um, And so she was talking about a Lifetime movie that she did based on this madam. And so I'm like, Jesus, like, I can't drop the madam thing. Right. I just love the fact that there's a whole ass Lifetime movie about a madam. We got Detroit. Yes, I know. I need to look into it. I, I did not have time to look into that. But the fa- lifetime, you know, it's got to be like after school special deluxe. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm watching but it, it also made me think of the podcast that we were guests on because that chick In the city. Yes, yes. Because that chick was she was Madam esque, Madam doing it. She had a book. Right. And so I found her book, but I didn't know if the movie was about her. Anyway, we're getting really off topic here. But honestly, I did try to do some light recon to try to figure out who the Lifetime movie was about. But anyway, it was too much work. So at least for my last minuteness of trying to pull this together today. Yeah, understood. <laughs> I was going to say, let me look this up right now and find it while you talk. Ended up finding a different madam. And she's known as the most iconic madam of the Old West. Oh, the Old West. Yes. So her name is Fanny Porter. And her let Porter. Yes, Fanny Porter. And her legend includes being close friends with Butch Cassidy's gang and willingly providing her brothel as a hangout for cowboys on the run and playing matchmaker for outlaws. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) This is the madam we came to hear about. (laughs) Yes. And so there's not a lot of information about her, though. And because understandably so, I mean, if when you're a terror like that, you don't want to have a bunch of info just willy nilly out there for the the public to find you. <laughs> no, like no one even knows what how she died. So um, <laughs> she's not dead. She just went home. I got really excited about this story because I started branching off into all these different people from the old west because her story isn't very robust right there wasn't a lot of information so yeah so i had so then i'm like oh wait who's this person what's what's going on here and so you're gonna get a full-fledged old west story today i'm so excited (laughs) move over john wayne (laughs) okay so fanny porter will be the through line throughout the whole story but there's a lot of names and stuff so let me know if it gets confusing i tried to this is like adhd prime i'm like okay you have a baseline nice and then you have all these different branching out stories yeah let's have it you have Mm -hmm. my full attention Mm -hmm. 
general mm-hmm. full attention. Mm-hmm. Fanny Porter was born on February 12th, 1873. So she was born in England, but her family migrated to Texas when she was only one year old. So she really, she spent most of her life in Texas. Like she didn't really experience England because she was a baby. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Texas had that same like connotation that it does today back then of like, you know how I, it's, oh, oh, it's Texas, way different than England. You know, I wonder if that was like, yes, or if it was just so unknown type stuff. No, very different. And we will learn why. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'll shut up. Uh, so there isn't much known about her education or her time as a child. However, we can speculate that her family struggled, that they were poor, that the migration wasn't like, okay, we're here to make the big bucks. It was more, I don't know, land of the free. I have no idea what was homo scared. I guess. I don't know what caused them to choose Texas. That's what I mean. What was the pull? Was it was just so wild? But also, I like you how you said her time as a child. <laughs> I wrote that. I did I not copy that did. from. I yeah. I'm fully aware that's a Nicoleism right there. <laughs> Who assigns that to that? All right, fine. <laughs> um. So anyway, we can speculate that her family struggled and that she probably had to do like housework or manual labor or you know help with income with the family or something. Mm-hmm. Um. At 15 years old, she actually started working as a sex worker. Oh, see, she didn't have anything worth of value to do. So I don't know. It just bums me out. Not saying it's a bad profession, but she was 15 is the problem. Correct. Um, so the Wild West may have inspired her to enter the quote unquote sporting life. Yes, those are... <laughs> There was this thing called the sporting life. So at the turn of the 20th century in San Antonio, Texas, it had one of the most popular tourist attractions around. It was called the sporting district. Oh, no. The sporting district is actually a red light district. Oh, oh no. (laughs) Was it like, I don't know, like a mismatch of all different nationalities and shit in the sporting town thing? I don't know how to answer that because I'm not sure how many Mexicans had migrated to San Antonio, Texas at this time. However, I feel as though more than likely it was a melting pot of sorts. Um, And because it was the Wild West, it was also um, like how you would picture in movies. Seriously. Like everyone's out for themselves. Saloon doors, bus saloon open. doors, horses. Somebody, somebody comes in, I kill your mama. And then yes, they shoot each other. It truly, like, yes. Bottles yes. fly. Yes. Yes. Whiskey is consumed in mass quantities. Yeah, because um, at this time there were so many saloons and brothels and roadhouses that there was a guide published. My face. <laughs> Hang on a second. 
Texas had a fucking guide. San Antonio, Texas. It came. The point is. (laughs) Texas did it first. Mm. Fuckers. So this 25 cent booklet. (laughs) That's expensive. Yeah. That's 25. Yeah. Oh, so it claimed that it goes. This directory of the sporting district is intended to be an accurate guide to those who are seeking a good time. Oh, no. (laughs) What year was this? Uh, Turn of the 20th century. So around 1900. Okay. So 1900. Now I'm doing late 1800s. Well, that that was about a $9 purchase. For just to know how to have a good time. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nine bucks. Oh. Take all the uh, stops. <laughs> <laughs> well, saloons in there as well. Remember those swinging doors. Yep. They have hoo-hahs upstairs. So hoo-ha spots. <laughs> yep. So um, Miss Fanny, though, was actually married as a teenager. And so... I don't know what age exactly she got married. Um, however, she soon became a widow. Have no idea who this guy is or how he died. She killed him. I'm going to put this out there. She fucking <laughs> killed him. And that was her first step into foray into like sporting events. Mm. <laughs> so he unknown husband had to have died while she was still a teenager by the age of 20 she started her own brothel my god by the age of 20 yeah i was lucky to be passing my college courses there's literally no way i'd be like yeah it's time to open this bad lad up to the mass she's she's in survival mode absolutely 100 percent. but like can't imagine the state of mind you have to be in I mean, she was a business lady. This is the truth. And her brothel was in San Antonio's second ward. It was a high quality establishment, very luxurious on the inside, but looked very run in the mill on the outside. So it wasn't, um, yeah, it didn't really like stick out from yeah. the outside. She's right? real, real lurker status under the radar. Low mm-hmm. Was she even in the sporting code book or the sporting book? I don't know. I don't know, but her house was built in 1893 and advertised itself as a boarding house. And the house was said to have fine glass fixtures, silk sheets, plush carpeting. And then for her quote unquote special customers, Mm. she served chilled champagne. Oh, so she had to build a whole establishment. Like she had to build a building. There wasn't something just erected. This was specific for her needs. Mm-hmm. she had to, she had an opportunity to really make it her own i like this for her she built it but it just said it was built so whether or not she built it i don't know um so when i say her special customers they were famous outlaws as well as lawmen <laughs> of course i'm gonna say it right now getting hoo-ha is the only thing that's ever gonna have man come together And then immediately (laughs) blast apart. (laughs) Let's be honest. It's one thing. Uh, 
So she made sure that any lawmen who entered received the best treatment. Oh, so she was favorable to the boys in blue, huh? Because she was so well known for taking in the outlaws that she went above and beyond to give the lawmen some extra treatment um, so she wouldn't get questioned because everything that she was doing was illegal. 100%. Uh, um, so William Pinkerton of the Pinkerton National Detective Agency once paid her a visit. Keep him in mind. He he comes up a couple times. So Mr. I William. Couple, I have a couple badges from Pinkerton security. Really? Yes. Huh. It's, well, so... Mr. William Pinkerton, he actually was in the Secret Service Division of the U.S. Army in 1861 before he created his own agency. Yeah. He's, why do you have why do you have those? I for some <laughs> reason for I have two and they're like actual legitimate like police badges for Pinkerton. I think I feel like I like I acquired them in college some way somehow through maybe somebody who was a security guard at some point. But Pinkerton mm. Security is legitimately still a, a bigger company that provides security and protection. That's funny. Yeah. Started with that guy. Yeah, perv. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So for several years, the brothel served as a rest stop, hideout, rendezvous headquarters for Butch Cassidy. Of yes. course. Of course yes. it was. Butch Cassidy and the rest of the Hole in the Wall gang, or better known as the Wild Bunch. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. the goosebumps. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Yeah, very cool. So in case people don't know, Butch Cassidy was an American train and, bo- and bank r- robber. I don't know why I had a hard time saying that, but... Um, Bonker. He <laughs> <It> was bonkers. <laughs> very well-known criminal. Um, very well-known. There's lots of movies and different things about him because he kind of uh, is the epitome of Wild Wild West. Um, I would say his likeness is what you think of when you think Wild Wild West. Yep. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Everybody knows this movie. And if you don't, you better. Right. So we're going to get into the Sundance Kid. Ooh. So. (laughs) I'm really excited. (laughs) I told you the story is very exciting. Uh-huh. Um, so Butch Cassidy um, was a criminal for like more than a decade. And there were a lot of pressures on him. He was being pursued by law enforcement, notably Pinkerton Detective Agency. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we think, you know, Mr. William Pinkerton may have been coming to the brothel to actually trap Mr. Butch Cassidy um and he got hot on his trail a couple of times and so then butch actually had to flee the country oh so he was under the guise of i'm going to try to catch butch but in reality he was dabbling in some bits as well i think he was more under the guise that he was dabbling in bits (laughs) (laughs) so he was dabbling in bits primarily and he was like yeah and butch hangs out maybe i'll catch him one day Oh, God. It's like, you know how, oh, God, remember that birthday where I had two guys there at the same time? Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know how she feels. 
Yeah. So that's why I said like she was paying extra special attention to the lawmen to try to keep it so that the the criminals and the outlaws wouldn't get caught casually mm-hmm. i'm here for this i like her so uh butch fled the country as i mentioned but he also fled with his accomplice harry longabaugh i think that's how you say his last name that's the sundance kid man so the sundance kid and his girlfriend at a place the three of them all um, met at Fanny's brothel. Well, I don't know if the Sundance Kid and Butch Cassidy met there, but the three right. of them hung out at Fanny's brothel. And Sundance Kid definitely met his girlfriend Etta there for sure. Um, and so really quickly, I find it odd. Her name is Fanny, and she's from the UK. Nicole's laughing really hard, but you can't hear. It. I I don't know. I mean, no one's real names aren't really used so but you know what i mean like is that right. a play on her english heritage like she hands out fanny so we're gonna call her fanny she was probably named like francesca or some other name yeah. and this just was her sure. nickname i mean it just makes sense so uh apparently the beautiful at a at a place um was, was either a sex worker or chambermaid I have a feeling she was probably a chambermaid. Um, so the it's rumored that the Sundance kid set her up as a teacher so that she could like start a new life when they fled. And so the trio first went to Argentina and then to Bolivia. And that's where Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid are believed to have been killed in a shootout with the Bolivian army. I can't believe he got taken out by the Bolivians. Also, how did he get to that those countries that they just stow away on a on a cow ship like you know cow ship keeps coming up in, in our episodes because we're I like did it. they ride with the cattle <laughs> <laughs> you know like i just don't imagine there was a stateroom that butch cassidy could hang out in on a ship and like get away with it so i'm just asking i don't expect answers <laughs> Unless the they definitely traveled on water yes Yes, to get floating. from Texas to Argentina. Floating vessel, yeah. So then Harvey Logan, known as Kid Curry, also met his girlfriend, Della Moore, at Fanny's brothel. Man. And Kid Curry was not as well known as the other gang Which members. Right. But he's referred to as the wildest of the wild bunch. He killed at least nine law enforcement officers in five shootings and another two men in other instances. Um, he was involved in numerous shootouts with police and civilians and participated in several bank and train robberies with various gangs during the outlaw days. And had a banging mustache. Fuck yeah, buddy. Look at that womb broom. So... Kid Curry's girlfriend, Della Moore, is also known as Annie Rogers or Maude Williams. They all have two or three names. Yep. Um, so if you search like Annie Rogers, you're going to get a British actress or singer or something. You have to search Della Moore in order to get information Ooh. about her. Okay. And so um, she 
would help hide Curry after his robberies and often helped him resupply before he would leave again. So she was an accomplice in yes. his activities and she worked at the his, brothel. She was his bottom bitch. Mm-mm. His right so, die. Mm-hmm. By 1900, Miss Delamore left the sex work industry and began traveling with Curry. And um, in between their robberies, the two traveled to Tennessee where they met with other gang members. But then in 1901, so it only lasted about a year, year and a half, Miss Della was arrested in Nashville, Tennessee for passing notes associated with an earlier robbery Curry had committed. And so um, at once she was arrested, her and Curry never saw each other again. Mm-hmm. However, she was jailed, but then later acquitted. So she was acquitted in 1902. So she spent about a year in jail. Okay. So Fanny left the brothel and did all this traveling. No, Della. That's what I thought. Okay. Just making sure. Della. Um, that's why I was like, there's a lot of people. There's a lot happening. Yeah. That's why I asked. So, um, Della was Curry's girlfriend, but worked for Fanny. So then there's another Wild Bunch member. His name is Will News Carver. So he gained the nickname News for supposedly enjoying seeing his name in the newspaper. (laughs) I'm a narcissist. I love this shit. I know. It would be like stories about his gang exploits and his name would be there and he'd be like, hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> How many times is your name in the news? Zero. Get out of my face. <laughs> so, and he actually, like, he just started out, like, doing reputable work. Like, he was a cowboy. He was a cowboy yeah. on a ranch. And then he met this woman named Viana Byler and Viana is the aunt to future female outlaw, Laura Bullion. Okay. Yep. So he met Viana. Viana died though. Like from fever. From life. Yeah. From fever. (laughs) Six months into their marriage. Oh, boo. So then news, Mr. Will Carver, after she died, that's when he entered life as an outlaw. Yeah, I get it. He's like the John Wick of the West. So then he's like bouncing around between all these women. He became romantically involved with another female outlaw, outlaw named Josie Bassett. And then um, it up. Later, becoming involved with Laura Bullion, his ex, or his widowed, his previous wife's niece. I mean, kept it in the family. A year or less after she died. Ew, though. Ew. Well, he's only with her for six months. And let's be honest, did he actually fucking know this woman? Probably not. (laughs) So anyway, so now Laura... Bullion, she was the only female member of the Wild Bunch. Hell yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> yes. So remember Della that we were talking about who got arrested and was Kid Curry's girlfriend? Yes. 
Well, Laura met Della at Fanny's. Okay. And it's rumored that Laura worked at Fanny's brothel for a little bit. Okay. So then Laura was given the nickname Della Rose. So it was inspired by Della Moore. Oh, okay. That was her name. So it was her stage name. So, yeah, they all have fake names. So since the name that she took on was Della Rose, she was often called Rose of the Wild Bunch or the Thorny Rose. Oh, play on words. Mm-hmm. So she worked for Fanny for uh, like three, four years, something like that. Um, By early 1900, our friend Will News Carver oh. was um, involved with a different sex worker named Lily Davis. Who he also met at Fanny's brothel. <laughs> Fanny facilitating underage marriage. So um, Lily Davis claims that her and News got married before his death, but there's actually no records to verify this alleged marriage. I love you. I love you too. Let's get married. Okay, we're married. That's that's what it was. So obviously the fact that he had this relationship with Lily caused friction between him and Laura. Well, yeah. So then Laura went and got involved with a different outlaw <laughs> named Ben Kilpatrick. But that didn't last long. So Laura and News ended up being romantically involved again. After like only a year, apparently they can't keep themselves away from each other. And so they went with Butch Cassidy. Laura and News went with Butch Cassidy on a big robbery and they headed north into Wyoming. Okay. So then in 1900, August 29th, 1900, News, Kid Curry, Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid, and Laura Bullion robbed a Union Pacific train in Wyoming with a take that exceeded $30,000, which would be wow. around $1 million in today's money. Wow. Mm -hmm. So all the people I talked about, like, that's the culmination of they all went and did this heist. Yes. So obviously... Miss Fanny is well connected. <laughs> well, yes, she's got people and places. She's got area hoes and different area codes, if you feel me. If you right. Feel me so um, she actually was able to operate her brothel for a long time without a lot of interference from the law. However, she did get arrested for vagrancy in the late 1880s. And so at that time, vagrancy was generally used in police reports to describe prostitution. That's cute. No, I have a whole ass house with a bunch of people I employ, but go ahead and tell them I'm homeless. You all right? That's fine. Uh, so Fanny was often described as a hard and shrewd woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she was known to chase police officers from her place with a broom. <laughs> See, I feel like she created a rapport with all the lawmen so that she could act like that. She'd be like, right? don't worry about it, Tommy. Get the fuck out of here. No, you really yeah. need to leave. If you don't fucking leave, I'm not. you don't get woo-woo next time. That's, that's just, that's how it works. Exactly. As she's waving her broom at yeah. him. Goodbye. 
like sweeping them out the door, right? Literally, like baby, baby. So it's been said though that because of her shrewdness, that's why she was so successful. Well, yeah. I mean, if you ever met a woman who just takes control and besides us. <laughs> Imagine if you had our mentality and wherewithal back then. We'd be famous. We'd be a hoe of history, each one of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're hoes of history in the making now. Goddamn right, because we're going to have our own show soon. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um. So Fanny was very trustworthy, and she would never give up information about any of the fugitives. I feel like she, she was like a, a vault of things. Like she knew mm-hmm. more than anybody any historian is ever going to be able to uncover like she knew everything Mm -hmm. and she was not about to be a snitch either hell no (laughs) she knew a lot of bad people (laughs) right i mean her snitching means her dad i'm sure oh her her wiping off the face she never existed her little brothel situation gets leveled like there's no coming back from that right so in 1900, when the census was taken, Fanny's boarding house, quote unquote, boarding house was called home to five women ranging from the ages of 19 to 24. I just like how there was a census done for the boarding house. I don't think I've done a census in two years and I just have two cats. So like, I don't <laughs> That's censuses yeah i was gonna say censuses are done every 10 years so yes you would last time would have been 2020 yeah i've been around for longer than yes i don't think i've done last two i don't know it's hard for me to remember anymore but so the last time that the wild bunch was known to have visited her brothel was february 1901 okay and then for her birthday and then they never saw her again <laughs> Well, they were in between bank robberies uh, when they went and visited. And so they also had, you know, the law on their heels. And so the gang planned to split up and head in different directions after that. So before they rode out for their last time, Fanny threw them a going away party. She was an Aquarius. It was secretly a a party for her, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, Our friend William Pinkerton comes back around because that same year is when he visited her and she actually said she liked him because he treated her like a lady. Yeah. He needed information. He wanted to get stuff from her too. I was going to say, I have a feeling he was playing all kinds of ball with that one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me grease you up a little bit. Hey, baby. Come here, baby. (laughs) You want me to take, you need, you hungry? You want something to eat? (laughs) Why are these flowers? Um, check out this (laughs) chocolate i stole from somebody (laughs) Uh, so after the wild bunch was either rounded up or disappeared there was a a big push for moral reform and that included turning against openly operating brothels at the time oh so society basically was like you're no longer wanted here and um, Fanny closed her house and kind of just faded from history. That's a bummer. She didn't so, put up a fight. She was tired, though. I get it. Sounds like it was a lot of work. Oh, smells like this dog just farted. Oh, no. 
Oh no. <laughs> it was a lot of work. That's a lot of mental wear and tear. Yes. It truly is. So there's a bunch of speculation, right? So some historians believe that she retired as a rich woman. Um, there's also thoughts that she may have married a wealthy man. Uh, some rumors say that she went into seclusion in Texas. Yeah. Others say that she returned to England. So no one knows really what happened to her. She just vanished like a fart in the wind. (laughs) She sure did. I mean, and then, yeah. And then later there's rumors that she died in a car accident in El Paso around 1940. So they do have her death listed as 1940, but no one really knows. Oh my goodness. That's an aggressive assumption. It is. It's kind of everywhere. So I don't know. It, It could be truthful. Um, in 1914, the building that housed Fanny's brothel was purchased by Carmelite Sisters of Divine Charity, <laughs> and it was actually operated as a daycare. <laughs> Here, small children, absorb all of this terrible energy and take it into your lives. Go on, be free. <laughs> so today, the building is said to exist within a newer structure um, and that is the site of the girls and boys town of San Antonio at 503 Urban Loop. We need to go to San Antonio and pay homage. 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 <laughs> I was just in San Antonio in September and I wish I would have known. Yeah. Um, so now it's known as 503 Urban Loop instead of San Saba. That was like the road that it was on previously that's been renamed. Um. So the two-story structure was bought by an investment company managed by Douglas Miller of the Bill Miller barbecue chain. So Bill Miller barbecue chain. That sounds fun. Yep. And so them alongside card and company architects wanted the former brothel and orphanage demolished and replaced with a residential high rise. And then in Early May 2021, the structure was up for discussion in a historic design and review commission meeting in several San Antonio-based organizations, um, including the Conservation Society and the Westside Preservation Alliance, spoke out to save the building. So at that time, 503 Urban Loop was designated historic. No way! (laughs) And the city's... Well, and the city's office of historic preservation staff did not recommend demolition. However, sometime between that meeting in early May and now, the structure lost its historic designation. Oh, what the fuck? See, I know that pisses me off because, you know, goddamn well, it's for some some conservative bullshit, angry person. It's just- because they want this high rise, I'm sure. Yeah. And they don't want to, they don't care. Oh, that makes me so mad. Also, you slipped in there that there was an orphanage. Yeah, so. That's kind of <laughs> fucked up to have an orphanage right next to a brothel. Let's be honest for a moment. Yes. So there was, I don't have anything about this in my notes. I, I just kind of glanced upon it, but there was a, a nearby building or next door or something that reminded me of like a Planned Parenthood of sorts Mm -hmm. um but back in the day it probably was used for 
abortions, adoptions, et cetera, because it was next to the brothel. Yeah. Used for the consequences of the brothel. Correct. Mm -hmm. And so at some point it may have been an orphanage or like a Planned Parenthood type of place. And so that's why I say when the building, it's not just like this house that like it's, it's commercialized. Right. And so I didn't do a lot of digging into that, but I did see that there was that. Which is, you know, just a little, that's fucked up. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, let's just so, be fucking honest. Who, That's fucked up if it was yeah. an orphanage slash center for the bits. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Texas. Just so we're clear, y'all fucking started this. Yeah. So my resources, my sources for this story are kind of different than normal. <laughs> <laughs> recollections.biz which is a blog um which is, i should really say it as recollections and oh, so it's this girl who writes yeah. like about historical things and um she did a quick blog on five madams of the wild wild west so fun so yeah fun and then there's um legends of truewestmagazine.com the vintage news yeah, I like that one. Uh, TPR.org, which is the Texas Public Radio. And then our friend Wikipedia. <laughs> our dear friend that we donate so much money to. <laughs> oh, um, the interesting thing is among all of those sources, it was very consistent with the information that they had. Very consistent because there's not a lot. Yeah. So I think they were just using each other. Probably. It's probably a circle jerk at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I got the, the, I guess the plans for the structure from TPR.org, which was the Texas public radio, obviously, but all the other ones. Yeah. I mean, it was very similar information. Um, however, I, I used um, the, I guess the random sources for Miss Fanny. And then I used Wikipedia mostly for all the offshoot stories about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid and the wild bunch and all of them, because, you know, it's really easy. They just link you to the right next thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so I obviously didn't dive in deep to each of them because that's 700 episodes. Um <laughs> But I tried to give a Cliff Notes version of what Wikipedia provided about each of these wild bunch dudes and their girlfriends. But I mean, the girlfriends, though, there's not a lot of information at all because they all changed names and they were doing (laughs) illegal shit. I was going to say, I mean, there's not not a lot of record keeping when you're all willy nilly with it. (laughs) Right. So it's a little bit of a shorter story because there's not a lot of information but interesting as hell yeah no absolutely interesting as hell and i you know butch cassidy and the sundance kid when i was younger i watched all of those movies because my mother loved them so i'm very really familiar oh yeah john wayne and all those fucking movies with all those western characters in it you know non-john wayne movie suit she loved them all loves them all loves them she'll i can't honestly say that i've ever seen one you know, you're not really missing out on a lot except for historic experiences at this point. The storytelling is so-so. 
it's like you go back and you look at the you watch these movies and you see things and you're like wow that's that they don't do that anymore oh man that's very that's racist (laughs) or oh amongst the other things so it's like at some point those movies turn into more historic value than they do entertainment Mm, okay but they're interesting all the same to think that that was real life yeah it's that's pretty incredible right and miss fanny porter was like i'm gonna own it i'm gonna be the center of it i'm gonna match make all these bad boys (laughs) honestly i wonder if she was like if she was so like if people were drawn to her you know if she had that um aura about her where it was just like hey come here and let me know it wasn't an it wasn't it was the fact that she didn't have loose lips well there's also that she does like in all of her pictures too she looks like a shrewd woman (laughs) she looks very like cold and to the point and like don't fuck with me right so yeah i 100 percent believe it was just her reputation also fair not her vibe (laughs) and so that's it that's (laughs) the story well thank you for sharing fanny's story i know i i don't even i don't even think that this would have come up for me naturally as somebody to cover if the specific word madam was not just like stuck in my head for days so funny she wasn't on our list i added her i was gonna say like she's on our list somewhere isn't she no mm-mm. that's even more incredible i no. love it now even more <laughs> the universe was like you need to talk about fanny go ahead now yeah i don't know why maybe we'll find out there's more to the story right <laughs> Fuck around and find out is what the universe said. All right, Fanny. <laughs> ting, ting, ting. And here's a man for you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, uh, that would be so good. That would be so funny. Okay, so the Detroit Madam. There is yes. a book called the Detroit Madam. I know. And I'm pretty sure it's the same lady that we uh, were guests on her podcast. Remember we saw the book when we were in her studio? Yep. So. I think, I also think the Lifetime movie is called Miracle in Motor City. Mm. Is it about her? Um, I think so. <laughs> or no. This is why I couldn't, I couldn't do the Detroit one because I was like, it's too loosey-goosey. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on. <laughs> so we'll have to table that one for next time. Oh, yeah. Or, well, you know, we'll in the future. In the future. Well, it's called, nope, I'm lying to you. Well, I'll just look at, uh, what's her face? Tammy's uh, IMDb and see what oh, yeah, movie credit go. she has, you know? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> really using those investigative skills. <laughs> I like it backdooring it perfect so all right what's your add a girl for this week my add a girl this week is just 
I have been very consistent with my little routines that I have now. And I'm starting to get to a point where if I fall out of my routine, it's not easy to stay out of it. Like I er I like yearn for it to be routine. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, we're trying to like switching some things up over and it seems to be working. So pretty happy about that. Good. That sounds healthy. Yeah. But also just generic maintenance on life in general. My laundry has been piling up and so I'm managing that today. <laughs> I know. I hate that. Like when you get to the the bottom of your pajama drawer and oh, you're yeah. like, oh, I guess I got to do laundry now. Yeah. I mean, you can do it just like nude or wear your underwear or whatever. Like there's always options, but it's just a reminder when you see an empty drawer, like oh, yeah. where, well, all of those things oh, are in the hamper then. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And my problem is the underwear. I don't, I just need to make sure I have enough underwear. Oh, I have enough clothes. It's just, I need to get more. That's the other thing we need okay. to we need to um, treat ourselves 2023. <laughs> well, in the, the rate at which you're supposed to swap out your underwear, like throw out the old ones and buy new ones, I have never lived by in my entire life. It's like every six months or something, you're supposed to throw out your underwear and buy new yeah. underwear. And I'm like, uh, do you know how expensive women's underwear is? Exactly. Like, who's making this rule aside from biology? And I'm not wearing those big cotton bloomers all fucking day. Hell nah. I'm going to buy myself some good shit at the very least. Yeah, I saw that too. And it worries me because I have underwear in my drawer from high school, literally from high school, that I can still oh, fit into. Oh, Sarah, just because you can wear oh, no, them doesn't the mean you should. It's the period panties. You know, they're the ones that never actually touch the cooter because they're always padded up. So it's just oh. like, I don't think about it because they're not something that I have to touch to my skin. And I'm like, mm -hmm. those could probably go away. Yeah. Yeah, and then your current underwear could now become your period panties, and then you could buy new underwear. Yeah, I mean, I do have a healthy cycle otherwise. It's just like I have one or two random pairs that I've had for forever, and it's because they're never biologically touching me. Oh, boy. I don't, I don't think about it. It's just they come up and out. <laughs> I know. Y'all can judge me. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, well, if anything, I'm sure people are going, good for you that you fit in your underwear from high school. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't. <laughs> that should not be your takeaway, people. If it is, we got problems. <laughs> the real takeaway is I'm a sick bitch. <laughs> right. Right. Um, my ad girl is that, well, this is going to sound weird, but so I technically had like two breakups last week. <laughs> Um, and so coming out of that, I decided it was time for a little self-care. Uh, it was, it was a lot of processing that happened, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, it's a lot of work to date two people at the same time anyway. Um, but then to break up with both of them at the same time is also uh, a lot of work. Yeah. So, um, I did a like nervous system reset, I got a massage and I went to the chiropractor. So I'm really just trying to get all of the icky energies out of me physically. Yeah. 
it. It was the week of the purge. It was. And my massage was already scheduled like two weeks ago. Oh. So, so it just so happened that like I could uh, arrange everything else. And so I did. I had a literal physical purge. That's great. How do you feel? Fresh. Yeah. I'm feeling fresh. That's what I'm talking about. Starting off April right. <laughs> Welcome spring. <laughs> we just spring cleaned up in this bitch. <laughs> I, I 100% did. I 100% did. Uh, yeah big kudos to self-care right and purging layers purging layers indeed and that goes both physically and metaphorically right (laughs) we're talking about my underwear i know we are (laughs) (sighs) so if you liked what you heard today Please rate, review, subscribe. And share with your fucking friends if you haven't. That's all. Yep. Um, you can buy Homance merch from my Etsy store. Um, Etsy.com slash shop slash Nicole Bonneville. You can follow us on Instagram or even request a whole of history at Homance underscore Chronicles. Or you can even email us at homancepodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you're feeling up to it, you could also join the closed group on Facebook, the Homans Chronicles, the judgment free zone for extra naughty bits, um, which have really gone awry lately. Um, so if you're looking to just be partially offended, partially entertained, that group's for you. Goodness gracious. Oh, God. So fun. Romance <laughs> oh, out. <laughs>